up everybody i am Ant, joined by my friend and longtime co-host introduce yourself my friend um caribbean <laughs> carlos caribbean cool there I you go know. he had to think about it for a minute he's like wait a minute what's my name meanwhile there is some kind of firework shenanigan happening outside of my house uh as i was talking i could hear that going on but uh, we are the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. We sure are. Sure are. And we are covering WWE Monday Night Raw from September 5th, 2022, live in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, before we cover this episode of Raw, we are taping this episode on September 11th. It is now 21 years since the events of 9-11 when the... Uh, well, were they Al-Qaeda, the terrorist group? I forgot you know, all about that. And I just realized that this morning. I looked at the count. I'm like, what the heck? I forgot. 21 days. Or 21 years. God. I, I feel remember like everything where I was. Be, I feel like everything should be closed that day. Like, nobody working at all. Just at home. Chilling. They made a big deal because, I mean, for us, at least, we were close to New York. So um, they made a huge deal about it where we were. And I remember it like... I literally remember, like it was yesterday, I remember going home and uh, seeing the news, because my grandma used to watch the news, and it was very scary, because I was maybe, at that time, I was still seven when it happened. So I, I, was one, I, was, I was one years old, barely. <laughs> yeah, so, it's scary time, very scary, um, but I just wanted to take a moment to just, you know, remember all the people that uh, lost their family members in the terrible attack, and... Uh, just to honor all the victims and just to memorialize everybody. And just, you know, a lot of people forget how tragic and how serious it was, but that's, that's like, like the last time we saw our country kind of stand really united against something. Uh, since then it's been Preach. divisive. So, but uh, you know, we're here to connect everybody. So hopefully there's no, that's what I love about wrestling. You know, it doesn't matter. You can be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, you know, whatever color, you know, creed, wherever you're from, you can find Blue, something. Red. Exactly. Blue, red, yellow. Exactly. You can find something in wrestling, whether you like it or Maybe you get them filled by emotion, but something everyone can get into wrestling. So WWE Raw was live in Kansas City, and we start off the night with Edge coming out. This is the post-Clash at the Castle Raw, so we're going to start to see some new rivalries. Maybe some ones continue, uh, and some fallout from the pay-per-view, and Edge is clearly looking to confront Dominic Mysterio. For those who did not get to hear our Clash at the Castle review, it is now in the archives. Just check it out. Uh, we saw Dominic Mysterio finally turn on his father and Edge 
by attacking them both after the match at Class of the Castle. And Edge made a promise that he was going to go after Dominic tonight. So he's starting the show to hopefully live up to that promise. And he comes out and Edge says, Dominic, I met you when you were five years old. Me and your dad, we would get ink together me and you know getting tattoos we stay with your family you know i stay with your family when i was living and when i was staying in that area um i calmed you down before your first match in front of a live audience and then he says what's going on dominic when i spared you it was an accident my heart told me not to worry about you i came to help you and your dad and he says that judgment day is my fault after what you did to me and your dad I know he raised you better than that. I'm not looking at you like a kid. A man's game pays a man's price. Dom, get down here because if you don't, and then uh, Ray Mysterio uh, walks out to the ring and Ray says, I'm apologizing on behalf of my son. Please don't do this. Edge says, I love you. Your son's old enough to stand for his own actions. And he's right. Basically, he's saying he's old enough to get an ass open. Pretty much. And Rhea Ripley then comes out. And Rhea says, Edge, you need to calm down. You both got what was coming to you. You thought you could replace Dominic like he didn't matter. Right? Dominic's not your baby anymore. I made him into a man. And uh, mm-hmm. Dominic walks out in all black. And uh, Ray tells Dominic to make things right. Rhea says, he's not listening to you anymore. Edge, you're past your time. You can't stop your judgment day. And then Ray says, I don't want to be a part of this. Then Ray leaves and tells Dominic not to do this. Dominic stares at Edge. Ray leaves. uh, And Dominic and Rhea walk to the ring. And from behind, Priest and Balor attack Edge. Dominic hits Edge with a chop block. Ray tries to get in the ring, but Dominic holds Ray's Ray's will holds Ray back from entering the ring, and uh, Rhea sends Ray into the steps. Priest hits Edge with a South of Heaven, and then Balor attacks Edge's leg with a steel chair. They put the chair over Edge's ankle, and Balor nails a double stomp on top of the chair as Ray Mysterio checks on Edge. Judgment Day then walks off with Dominic. So this is sort of the introduction of Dominic joining judgment day what did you think of this opening raw and do you believe it's it's weird seeing dominic he doesn't really look like he's really knows what to do in this role but what do you think i think that's what they're trying to play off of you know he's trying to be the quiet one of the group he's like he's pretty much learning from them right now do he's you, pretty much do... learning from every from because they're, they're all experienced wrestlers there so i pretty yep. like he's and he's he's gonna be like their secret weapon of the group i feel I have a question though, and I enjoy this. You know, like it seems. I like that. Like I like how they have him like dressed up. Like he joined. He joined them. So like he's in all black. He got his hair slicked back. Um, he didn't really do much, but like I guess we'll see. Like as time goes by, what what happens? Because he's still learning. You know. Do you now he's learning. Now he's learning from a. He... Not... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Now he's learning like more like from a heelish from a heelish side because he was all he's only been a face, but now he's learning from like how to be more of a heel. I have a feeling that they could, I hope they don't do this, but they could make it be a whole swerve entirely where he ends up like, you know, making you think he's against them, but he's really not. Well, kind of like when Danny Danny Bryan joined the Wyatts and then like, like three weeks later, he like turned on them. Yeah. Like I doubt it. And I I don't want to do that. 
No, no. I, I feel like I, what I want for her to happen is like for Ray to eventually join them too. Like if you can't beat him, join him. Interesting. Well, I did you we, think we never, we never seen Ray as a heel before? Have we? He was like in WCW for a little, little bit, like towards the end. But I feel like but... it'd be really cool to see him as a heel, like just like play as a heel as well. And he'll be like the leader, like he's the veteran of the group, so he'll be like the veteran of the group. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he he also has to be careful too because like obviously you see what what Judgment Day does to legends after they turn on Edge. They don't want no they don't want no veterans around. They're getting rid of people, but I do think this is a good introduction uh to Dominic joining forces. It does look like Edge is gonna be uh like I don't want to say out for a bit, but the storyline is that they're attacking his ankle and a judgment day is on a rampage, man. They're not taking any prisoners, and with Dominic now with them. There's a lot more that can happen. I don't want to jump ahead, but like that Dominic did challenge uh, John Jed for next week for a match. So we'll see if he shows up. <clears throat> we'll see. Next, The Miz arrives with Tomasa Champa backstage. And uh, The Miz tells the, ring, the announcer that he doesn't want to talk about what happened last week. He's moving on with his life. And Miz and Champa see a car upside down and they walk off. So. The Miz not wanting to talk about what happened between him and Dexter Loomis these past couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we're just still wondering, what is this thing that Miz is hiding? What happened between him and Loomis? And we'll see Loomis a little bit later on tonight. But uh, just some little backstage antics. We then get a number one contender's fatal four-way match for the unified WWE Tag Team titles. The New Day taking on Alpha Academy. Los Lotharios and the Street Profits. And here are just some quick notes from the match. Garza and Woods start. Garza tags in Kofi. And Kofi pins Woods. Uh, however, that is broken up. They did this back in the day with the New Age Outlaws in 1998. They had a four-way match where you could pin whoever. And the Outlaws actually got the win by pinning each other. So I liked how they did a little homage to that. Uh, New, Day end of New Day end up diving onto their opponents outside of the ring. Dawkins launches Kofi Kingston to the opponents outside, and Montez Ford then dives outside as well. Otis hits a flying splash to Montez Ford, but Kofi Kingston breaks it up. Los Lotharios nail a double moonsault to the New Day outside. Chad Gable applies an ankle lock. However, Braun Strowman comes back after being gone for a while, and pretty much he destroys everybody Braun attacks the security guards, and he lands a powerbomb. Strowman then tackles Otis into through the railing, and then Strowman power slams Angelo Dawkins through an announce table. And Braun is just... There was also, there was also a botch between him and Chad Gable. Yeah, what was that? You saw, I feel like you saw the botch more than I did. Explain that a bit. So basically what happened was like, so, like, you know how he would, like, he went back in the days, he would, like, usually, like, do, like, the train things. Like, he'll run around the ring, like, take out anybody that's in the, in the way. Mm-hmm. So, basically, like, he ran he, he ran out and he tried he tried to tackle Chad Gable, but, but like, he slipped and fell. Kind of like when Titus, on, Titus O'Neil went under the ring. He, yeah. like, literally slipped and fell and they, they tried to play it off. Like, oh, he missed Chad Gable or something. But like, he got up quick, though. But, like, you could see how he literally just, like, fell face first. Boom. And I can imagine how much that hurt because that's a big man. Like, imagine a big man like that, just like at full speed, just running, then like falling face first. Sheesh. That must have like really. But yeah. Yeah, and beat up. You guys can find it on YouTube anywhere. You'll see it. 
But what did you think, aside from the box, what did you think of seeing Braun Strowman back in WWE? Were you happy to see it? Were you upset? Uh, what are your thoughts? He it looks was, it was, yeah, he, he does look great, but it was all over the internet like for like weeks now, so it's like it wasn't really a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, but like I do, I do think that we like we lack some like big men like that around. Um, that's what she said. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like it's like I feel like once they got Braun Strowman back, they forgot about Omos because we haven't even seen him on TV at all. So like, it's but I feel like we're like we were lacking a couple like a couple big men like that. And I want to talk about the tag team match real quick because I don't know, I wasn't really into it. Like, I feel like the whole tag the men's tag team division right now is like all over the place. Like. Like I'll I'll run down each one. New Day, I think I, I mentioned a couple of times. Like they're kind of like not really that much like important. I mean they they were back in the day, but like, I feel like they're stale to me right now. Um, Otis and Chad Gable, like they don't just want don't want to be there. Maybe it's just Otis. I don't know. He's Otis. I can tell. Like I see in his face, he just doesn't want to be there. Like he just looks like this. He's a, he's just a, like a fat man. I don't know. <laughs> he just look, he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um, Garza and Garza and, and uh the other guy with Humberto. They, they, I feel like they were just like thrown together. Like they're not really doing anything right now. They're, I think, I think they're just like floating around, just like doing whatever. And the street probably just need to like, like split up already. But well, I, I feel like I'll, I, I don't know. Like I don't really feel it. It's like the Usos fought everybody. Right? I'm just waiting for them to like maybe fight Sammy and KO. I feel like they should have like maybe been put in there somehow. Like I feel like none of these teams like really mean anything to me right now. I don't know. I feel like, um, but I'm sure you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, I don't know. It's kind of yeah. Bad. I think um, the thing is with it was it's like weird... the NXT the NXT tag division is so much better. Like they have Diamond Mine, they have the um, what are they? What are they called? The uh, Creed Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they got like all these good teams, you know, in like the main roster. I don't know. It's like. Maybe the maybe the teams have been together for too long. Maybe I'm just like wanting to like, see something new, because like Street Fighter's yeah. been together for years. New Day's been together for years. Alpha Academy's just getting started. I feel, but it's like Chad Gable's the only one who's entertaining about it. As like, I feel like Otis the is same pretty, like, matches over like, and over again. No, too. no, it's not even that. It's like I feel like Otis doesn't like play a part in in the team at all. I feel like he just doesn't want to do anything. But I would like, rather just, see an old Alpha yes. Academy versus the Usos than another. No, I want to see that. But it's like, Usos. I feel like Otis, Otis just doesn't play a part at all in the team. Well, I think he's because just, Otis just, is he's just dick. He just the stands there. I don't, I don't know. It's like he's supposed know, to be that sort of just. He's not going to do the yeah, high just flying. Just like the way that he looks at, like in his face, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. At yeah, all. but you, but you can appreciate Omos. Like, like, right? I mean, Omos doesn't do anything. Right, I mean, they haven't booked him. Yeah, but I mean, but when he was booked, I mean, he was booked for over a year. He was the manager of Apollo Crews, and he was a tag team champion. And then he was that was that was somebody else. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, sorry, Commander Aziz. Sorry, um, but pretty much they're the same thing. Nothing happened either of them, you know. So it's just like I think that at least with Otis, there's some movement. Omos barely gets around the ring. I mean, I guess, but I don't. Eh. I just Maybe. Think for me, I'm tired of seeing the same matches. I'm tired of seeing New Day versus the Usos, Profits versus the Usos. We've seen it a million times. I mean, Rooting for Academy the whole time. You know, I was not wanting them to win the match, but it's like, I don't know. Like, 
just the way Otis like his his the way he moves around and stuff. Well, even like, most of the theories I wouldn't mind seeing getting an opportunity. I mean, not, all these people like they're just like the the reason why I feel like you don't like them is because they're not really credible anymore. They never really do anything different or unique or anything that stands out. They're just the same characters. Nothing. There's no new edge to them. I was surprised the Viking Raiders were in this knowing that they just defeated the New Day or were involved in the match with the New Day last week on SmackDown. Um, they're just sort of gone now. So I don't, I just, I feel like it's kind of weird the way they group these in. And then also, it, I think another reason why we're feeling this way towards the teams is because Braun Strowman overshadowed this whole entire match. You know, the whole point of this match was to over, was to put over Braun Strowman. And when you have a tag division, you shouldn't be using that to put over a singles person. You know what I'm saying? Like, pick it. Maybe he shouldn't, unless they're going to do a Braun Strowman versus Otis. Because spoiler on this past week on SmackDown, Braun did attack Otis. So maybe they're going to do that, and that was the reason why Braun came out in this tag match. But I really don't understand why Braun's attacking these people. You know, I get it. I thought he was maybe cut a promo on SmackDown. I mean, we know his the promos aren't his strong suit. Yeah. Like, more of a like strong man, and one little like like fun fact by the way. Apparently, Roman Reigns was not happy about Roman about Braun coming back. Mm. Roman apparently said like he's very, he's very Braun, Braun's very stiff, and like Roman's very fragile. I guess I don't know, like because like his like whole like um what do you call it the uh, leukemia thing. Apparently, like Braun, Braun's very stiff. Like he like actually hurts people when he wrestles. Apparently, and I've heard a couple. I've read a couple things like where like he actually did hurt the person. Well, here is someone who is happy he's back. Raquel Rodriguez, who is Braun's <laughs> girlfriend. Because they're together. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, you never know. Maybe she's like, oh, it's better off you somewhere else than I'm here. No, oh. she's, she came out <laughs> smiling. <laughs> you saw <laughs> that smirk when she came out, man. And Michael Cole was trying to sell. Oh, she's so happy because she's champion. Yeah, right. She's like my man. No, I'm saying came out right after him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why she was smiling. He came out before her, and then she came right, right out. Probably went to the back, and then they got a kiss on, and then she That's what out. I'm saying. She came out smiling. She's like, my man's back. And Michael Cole's like, oh, she's so, or not Michael Cole, whoever it was. It's like, oh, she's so, she's <laughs> smiling from ear to ear because she's so happy to be champion. Oh, she's always, she's, she's always smiling, Raquel. Yeah, but Carlos, rewatch so, it, man. Rewatch, so, you'll be laughing. She's so, like every every week. She's always smiling. A big yeah, ass smile. Dude, so, she had so, a pep in her step. It, it's so annoying already. Like she's not, she's not supposed to be smiling like that. She's Raquel. She's Raquel Gonzalez. She's supposed to be like a beanbag bitch. They renamed her to Rodriguez, sir. Eve Gonzalez. She'll always be fucking. Well, <laughs> and, we have and a... a fucking. And next she was a beast. She ain't. She's no smiling. None of that. No. It's supposed to be like a fucking serious face all the time. Being the shit out of people and like continue. I don't like her as a face. Like I know like her full potential. And that's not her full potential. Well, the, the Raquel fuck? and Aaliyah are taking on Nikki. Why almost the hell are they talking? Well, that was a burp. What happened? <laughs> I said it's so dumb that they're talking champions right now. It should have been Dakota and and uh, Io. Well, they'll get their chance next week. But anyways, let's talk about this match. So Dewdrop slams uh, Leah's head into the turnbuckle pad. G-Drop nails a senton to, Rio, to uh, Raquel, which gets a two count. And then Raquel hits a huge Tijana bomb to Dewdrop, which is so fucking powerful. Raquel gets a three, and Raquel and Aaliyah win. Really no purpose for this match other than just to display the tag team champions. But what do you think? 
you kind of said it. You don't really like seeing uh, Raquel in this sort of position. You like seeing her being more of a monster sort of. Yeah, thing. no, me, I'm serious. I'm, I'm like saying. I mean, it's cool after attacking champions and all, but I don't know. It's maybe, maybe it's like the long term storytelling type thing. Like we'll see what happens like in the long run, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like it. I feel like they like diluted her kind of. Well, speaking of diluting things, Rey Mysterio is backstage, and he says that he will talk to his son in private, and he vows that he will never put his hands on his son, and Rey then challenges one member of Judgment Day to a match tonight. We all know when you say you're never going to fight someone that that is bound to happen. Think about it. Uh, Undertaker and Kane, Vincent Shane. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 39, who knows? Yeah, never know. Uh, this rivalry, this rivalry between the two are gonna last for a couple months. Mm-hmm. This is like a father and son thing. I'm telling you right now, this is that. Even if, even if even if Dominic decides to like like go on his own and instead of being a part of Judgment Day and continue to be a heel on his own, like this this storyline between Ray and Dominic is gonna last for a very long time. And I won't be I won't be surprised if it doesn't if it. Well, lasts here's for the only problem days. though. Here's the only issue though. Because they I have feel like six feel months like, to I get like, to WrestleMania. Yeah, I know, but like I'm telling you, like. Like it could be, a, a, he could break from the judgment day. He can go on his own and be a heel somewhere else. Like, be no, be a heel like on his own. Like, once he feels like he's enough, just like, but like, I think they're like gonna have to for me to really be invested in it. I don't want to see them fight until mania. If they're yeah, gonna no, hold it like, off for that long, I don't want to see no, them touch like, each for other na- for now. For now, for now, right now, they're focusing Edge and Dominic when this is in a feud right now. It's mainly Edge and Dominic. Ray's not really in this right now until like maybe like. Like this feud needs to be like they did John Cena and The Rock for a full year. This needs this Dominic and Ray thing needs to last to WrestleMania at least. Like the like the boiling point needs to come to WrestleMania where like there's like one on one match, retirement match for Ray, I guess, or I don't know, maybe no, maybe not. Don't even don't even um promote it as a retirement match. Just be like if Dominic wins, you know, Ray like Ray gets in the ring, maybe he gives him a mask or something once he beats him. Who knows? But. I feel like once Ray retires, he'll give he'll give Dominic a mask eventually. Do you think Dominic's eventually eventually gonna get a mask? Maybe I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Like, we we've already seen his face all the time. I don't think we really need it. He really needs a fucking mask. Like, we know how he looks already. Well, let's move on to the next segment. Austin, move on. We have to move on. Oh. We got to talk keep about it this stuff all day. There he comes out. He says, I know things didn't go as planned, but Clash at the Castle was a success. He fucks up and calls it <laughs> Crown Jewel. Which is very funny. Uh, also, there he says, he, you he mad. He's mad. He's mad the crowd for laughing. Yeah, he was getting pissed. You wanted to see me fail at my cash-in, but here I am still Mr. Money in the Bank and future Undisputed Champion. He says the difference with me and you is when I get knocked down, I get back up, even if I even if it was a knockout punch from Tyson Fury. He says, I'm glad Roman Reigns is champion. Drew McIntyre embarrassed himself. Me and he embarrassed himself. Me and wait, what? Hang on. Oh, he basically says that him and Roman Reigns has unfinished business. And uh, he messes up when he says the comments and he blames his jaw for messing up. He says he beat Roman Reigns to be king and he will become champion when he does that. Uh, Kevin Owens then comes out and KO says, what's wrong with your jaw? Oh, I remember you got KO'd. And he says, see what I did there? Uh, Kevin Owens says, you found your first name again. That's awesome. He goes, I despise arrogant and delusional people. And he says, you are the very top of that list. You're complaining about Tyson Fury. He did you a favor. 
if you had cash in your contract, you would have lost. And then there he goes on and says, you haven't won a title in years. I'm doing things you can never do. You can be the first in line when I become undisputed champion. And Kevin says, I mean, Austin Theory is not wrong. He's not wrong. So Kevin says, I know the only reason you have that contract is because I wasn't in that match. If I was in that, I would have destroyed you and take Roman Reigns down. There he says, that's a fairy tale. You're trying to stay relevant. And Kevin says, you were the hand-picked feature of WWE, but not anymore. Let's fight. Um, So we'll talk about the promo, but let's go into the match quick. Kevin Owens taking on Austin Theory. KO nails a cannonball and then a frog splash to Austin Theory outside. Theory hits a fallaway slam and he gets a two count. Kevin Owens nails a swanton off the apron to the outside, but Austin gets his feet up before Kevin can land. Kevin hits a swanton to Austin Theory in the ring, and that gets a two. KO nails a super kick. However, Theory pushes Kevin Owens back and head first hard into the ring steps. Like it hurt really bad. Kevin Owens then nails a top rope modified suplex, pop a power bomb, stunner three. Kevin Owens wins. So, um, Carlos, quick, we have two minutes before we go to break. Give me your quick thoughts on the promo and the match. What did you think? Were you happy with Kevin Owens winning? You said that you agreed with Austin Theory's comments earlier about Kevin Owens. What do you think? You know, he was, uh, the promo was good, but, like, the main thing was, like, pop that match. Like, when he slammed Kevin Owens' head into steel set, that was, like, that made me cringe. Like, that was terrible. That was nasty. Like, the way that he, like, bounced off the steel steps, oh, my God. Like, like the, the corner of it, too. That was, that was that was I was surprised Kevin Owens survived that. Like he really he really wants to take like Kevin Owens always takes like the worst bumps out of everybody. It's crazy. He he's always wanting to get power bomb through a ladder or like say take something like that. It's crazy. Like he agrees to like go through that stuff. But yeah, I think that I think they, they chose the right winner. The, the, the right winner for the match. Yeah, Kevin Owens keeps on uh getting his streak up. And I do think that he was the right winner because Austin Theory is still new in WWE. He doesn't necessarily need a win right now, whereas Kevin Owens, in my eyes, really does. Um, speaking about people needing things, The Miz and Champa are backstage again. And Tommaso Champa says Bobby Lashley got lucky last week. And if and if he whose name shall not be mentioned uh Miz would be champion if he didn't get involved and the Miz says no one will be lurking in the shadows and I will climb over Bobby Lashley and become the United States champion so some strong words there from the Miz damage control walk backstage and we see Nikki almost a superhero take off her mask and sort of throw it at Dewdrop. so will this be the end of Nikki as a superhero we'll have to see uh, we then see members of the Kansas City Chiefs in the crowd, happy to be there for Raw. And uh, before we go, because we're gonna take a really quick break, Damage Control come out to the ring, and uh, they have they have a message for Bianca Belair. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick break, so stay tuned for that. We also have to find out Rey Mysterio taking on a member of Judgment Day. And we have the WWE United States Championship on the line. The champion Bobby Lashley defending against the Miz inside a steel cage. Carlos is here with me. Stick around. We'll be back, everybody. One. 
what is up y'all we are back and uh thank you for taking that little break we are the uncensored processing podcast i'm the italian ace always have me up your sleeve because i'm the one that will always you can't always bet on ace and ace can never lose uh and my good friend introduce yourself sir carlos Corbin cool and who wouldn't want to be cool like carlos you know so there you go. So uh, we are, like I said, the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can check us out wherever podcasts are streaming and wherever podcasts are available, including places like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube. Just search the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. Subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell to stay notified when new content is created. And I uh, just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for your comments and your thoughts. Um, and yeah, th- thank you, Carlos, again for joining me too. So w- Damage Control, which is the team of Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai, they come down to the ring and Bailey says, ding dong, hello, idiots. We were victorious at Clash at the Castle. And Dakota Kai says, we are taking control and then Eos Kai says, next week we are taking the women's tag team titles. And Kai says, I wasn't legal last week. Rhea, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah can pretend to be champions for one more week. And then we're taking our titles back. And Bailey says, I beat Bianca Belair, someone who hasn't been pinned in 300 days. And I did it in my first, my like second match back. And then the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair comes out. And Bianca says, you know what? You may have gotten the better of me at Clash. If you want a challenge, let's run it back tonight. Bailey says, no, it's Labor Day. I'm not working. She goes, we are celebrating that I beat you. And then Bianca says, it took the three of you to take me down. You might have your minions, but I got this. And she holds up the Raw Women's title. And Bianca says, unless it's one-on-one or you got this, you're in control of nothing. And then Bailey, the three damage control surround Bianca, but then damage control leaves. And Bailey says, I already beat you. It's been a long time, but you're still trying to play Miss Perfect. You're going to challenge me like it's a fluke. Don't worry. If and when I want that title, I'm going to get it one way or another. Wow, so some strong words there from Bailey and uh mind games too. You know, Bianca was ready to step to Bailey ready to face three of them, but no, Bailey's not attacking her. Bailey is saying, When I want the title, I'm gonna get it, and you're gonna have to wait. I'm not gonna give it, I'm not gonna, you know, let you know my game so easily. So, what did you think of that confrontation between damage control and Bianca Belair? I mean, the promo was good, you know. I think eventually Bailey's gonna essentially leave a play Bailey versus uh Bianca at uh event of pay-per-view. I don't know when. But you know, I, I have confidence in Bailey too. I think that she's eventually gonna like she's gonna take they're eventually gonna all hold the gold. They're all gonna have the gold. Do you think Bailey is going to be the one to beat Bianca, or do you think it's gonna take somebody else? Because Bianca now has been champion since April. Um so what do you think? I mean, the draft, the draft is coming up. Maybe, like, if she loses the belt, she could win the SmackDown. Who knows? But, yeah, I feel like Bailey's going to eventually, like, take the belt from Bianca. She's playing mind games right now. 
Bailey's doing awesome. I love Bailey. And EO Sky and Dakota Kai are doing great too. Bianca Belair is doing great. I'm excited for Becky Lynch to come back. That's who I want to see and see where you know that ends up the fold. I'm excited. A lot is happening. Uh, we then see Johnny Gargano backstage. And I will say, if I went to these shows, I'd be a little pissed because this is the second week that Johnny Gargano hasn't been in front of the live crowd the week before he was seen and the audience before the show, and now he's backstage. But anyways, Gargano says, I have some goals that I want to accomplish in WWE. However, before he can continue talking, Austin Theory comes up and he says, nobody cares. All you do is talk. And Gargano says, you're right. Next week, Johnny Wrestling returns to entering action. So finally, we'll get to see Johnny Gargano in the ring. And it looks as if Austin Theory is going to be one of Johnny's first main rivalries in WWE, which I'm excited to see because these two guys were a good team in NXT and they both are, you know, great wrestlers. So I'm excited to see the two of them combust soon. Speaking of combustions, we have a huge one. Damian Priest taking on Rey Mysterio here. And this match here are some notes from the match. Ray attacks Damian Priest to start. Priest nails a big boot. Ray nails a springboard crossbody. Uh, and then Ray goes to dive, but Judgment Day walks out and that distracts him. Ray ends up doing a nice dive onto Damian Priest outside. Ray nails a springboard senton and a splash, which gets a two count. Ray then nails a flying hurricane rana, which then gets another two. Not stop acting for Ray Mysterio, who by the way, is, you know, not super old, but he's up there and he's doing all this crazy stuff. Ray goes for a 619. However, Dominic gets on the apron and Damian Priest nails a strike to Ray from behind. Priest nails a south of heaven and he gets a three. And Judgment Day stand over Ray and Rhea says, now that Dom is done with Ray, he will retire Edge next week. So yes. you mentioned this earlier, we will see Edge versus Dominic Mysterio next week on Raw. We also will see the women's tag team titles on the line. The champions Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defending against Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Uh, we now see Braun Strowman backstage, and Braun says the monsters of the monster of all monsters is back, and no one is safe. I'll see you all on Friday. So he will be making his presence felt this past Friday on SmackDown, which will be covering shortly. So be on the lookout for that. We are now at our main event, the WWE United States title on the line. The champion Bobby Lashley defending against the Miz inside a steel cage. A lot of action here. There, I'm not going to call everything because there was a lot that happened. Miz attacks Lashley. Ciampa Miz attack Lashley outside. They toss Lashley into the cage. Um, Miz then slams the steps onto Lashley's arm. Lashley takes control with a clothesline. Um, there's nonstop action back and forth from all you guys. I mean, this is probably one of the better steel cage matches I've seen in a long time. Lashley gets the win after the Miz climbs over the cage, but Dexter Loomis sort of comes out from under the ring, and Miz gets scared, allowing Bobby Lashley to spear the Miz and retain the title. After the match, Dexter Loomis put the Miz in the sleeper moot. He calls it the silencer, and he pets the Miz head after the match. So some strange things happening here on a Raw between Dexter Loomis and the Miz. What do you think is the whole 
strategy with this whole thing that Dexter Loomis is doing to the Miz? Why is he going after the Miz? I honestly have no idea. One thing, though, where's AJ Styles? Good question. He's been out of... He hasn't been there for, like, two weeks, right? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think maybe this has something to do with AJ Styles as well? Does AJ play play, play a part in this? Maybe... I know, I know, like, like Dexter was mainly going after the Miz, but, like, who knows? Like, maybe some... I heard, I heard he's actually on vacation, but, like... Well, actually, like, where is AJ, though? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe... You know, you're right. They could be doing some kind of um, storyline where maybe, I mean, because Asia did get attacked by somebody we didn't, you know, it was just sort of a yeah, point. Exactly. Like maybe that person got up to him and kidnapped him or something. Who knows? We don't know. But I do like how the, this gimmick is, you know, keeping us on our toes and we don't know exactly what's going on. But what we, we all know that he has a contract already, but like, like Corey Graves, he's saying, oh, he doesn't even work here. Like, you know he does. Come on. Yeah, at this point, we know, yeah. Um, I just, again, like, I wonder what's going to be the final um, thing, because there's really no read in my eyes for Dexter Lewis to attack the Miz. It's not like he's number one contender for the WWE title. He doesn't hold the title. Um, You know, there's never really been any sort of, you know, the Miz, yeah, he's an asshole, but he doesn't really, you know, he's just annoying. He doesn't really hurt people, you know? So it's like I'm trying to figure out, why uh, Dexter Loomis has it out for the Miz, and maybe we'll never know, but maybe we will know. But what I do know is that we are at the end of our Monday Night Raw recap. What was your moment of the night, Carlos? Um, probably the Kevin Owens Austin Theory match. Yeah, that was a really good match. That was awesome. I enjoyed that match as well. I also. For me, I also like seeing Loomis come out from under the rings and trying to figure out what is this, what's happening. It's confusing. Cool to see Braun Strowman back. I also enjoy the the Bailey that whole segment because Bailey's just looking like a beast. And uh, yeah, well, that is it for this edition of Monday Night Raw. We will be recapping Friday Night SmackDown from September 9th. They were live in Seattle, Washington. We have our Raw recap coming up soon from September 12th. A lot is happening uh, on October 8th. It is Extreme Rules. We're excited for that. There's some matches that have already been made, some matches that will be made. And yeah, just a lot is happening in the world of professional wrestling. So it's excited for what's to come. But we are going to say goodbye for now. And uh, we will talk to you soon. All right. Stay safe. Peace. See y'all. Bye.